Hey, what's going on, everybody? I just want to thank you for listening and for your support. If you want to give me some feedback, maybe you have some ideas for potential guests, or you just want to share how an episode might have motivated you, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook and Instagram. Just look me up at The Unstoppable Podcast, or email me at theunstoppablepodcast at gmail.com. And if you could please take a second to rate and review this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on, that would be a huge help for me. Tries to go low. And at about the four seconds to go. Looks like Stephen Neal's feeling it a little bit. He knows he's in a good position here, leading by a point. And he'll hang on. Stephen Neal, your heavyweight champion, defends his title. My guest today has quite the athletic resume. As a wrestler, he was a four-time NCAA All-American, a two-time NCAA champion, and world freestyle champion. As if his wrestling accomplishments weren't impressive enough, he went on to have a successful career in the NFL, winning three Super Bowl rings as an offensive lineman for the New England Patriots. Now that's one trophy case I would love to see. Stephen Neal has enjoyed a success that most only dream about. But that success didn't come without moments of defeat and moments of setback. So how do you move on from defeat? What do you do when things don't go your way and you fail to reach your goal? Today we're going to talk about learning from your losses, being willing to sacrifice to reach your goals, and seizing opportunities when they come your way. I'm your host, Anthony Robles, and welcome to the Unstoppable Podcast. What does unstoppable mean to you? Unstoppable is just a, is just a mindset and a way of life. I think it's just uh, not being, being afraid to fail. Relentless. I can accomplish anything I want to accomplish when I set my priorities right, when I walk with God, and when, again, I, I live with that mindset, being the best that I can be at every moment. I think there's nothing more powerful on earth than the human will. Anthony Robles has shown us that impossible is nothing. Anthony Robles is a national champion. You're listening to the Unstoppable Podcast with Anthony Robles, brought to you by Safe Street. Please welcome today's special guest, Stephen Neal. Hey everyone, before we start this episode, I'd like to take a moment to recognize our sponsor. Protect your home this holiday season with Safe Streets. Right now, you can get a free doorbell camera and $100 Visa gift card with new system activation and installation. Reserve your free doorbell from Safe Streets today. Call 844-980-SAFE or visit safestreets.com slash unstoppable. And now let's welcome today's guest. All right. Stephen Neal, how are you doing today, sir? Doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. I really appreciate you taking the time just to speak with me and answer some of my questions. Anytime. It's always a pleasure talking to you and um, loved watching you wrestle. Doing a great job announcing, too, for the Pac-12 Network and NCAA. So keep up uh-huh. the good work. Well, it's an honor coming from you. You know, I, I love the sport and you're a legend in wrestling and, and football as well. But for wrestling, that means a lot coming from you. So thank you. Just just trying to do it justice and continue to grow it. So, I mean, you you had an, an extremely successful athletic career in, in multiple sports. So at what age did you start to develop that passion to compete? Well, I have two brothers and uh, my dad, he was a PE major in college, uh, went to University of Maryland to play basketball. So it was kind of always a competition uh, in our house, whatever, you know, we're playing basketball in the backyard or, or playing pickle in the front yard, whatever it may be. We just always were competing. And uh, 
not as many channels back then on TV. So mm. you, you'd get to watch a, some kind of game every night. Maybe it was a tennis match or a golf tournament or something every night, sit there and try to watch competition. So from a young age, I just wanted to compete. And uh, then I got to really compete starting in high school and then on to college. Well, you, you mentioned in high school and I was looking up some of your, your accomplishments in high school. You were a solid all around athlete. I mean, lettering in football, swimming, tennis, track and field and wrestling. What do you think were the benefits of participating in multiple sports rather than just focusing on one sport your whole high school career? Because I see that a lot these days. You know, a lot of kids and parents, I think the kid needs to start young to be successful down the road or to go pro just to lock into one sport. But I mean, you had success over many and then you continued on. So my high school experience was a little bit different. The school I went to is downtown San Diego. So there's not a lot of um, interest in sports, you know, so it's kind of inner city. I did swimming because my brother had a car. So to get a ride home, instead of riding my bike home, I went to swim practice. And so <laughs> uh, tennis, I was just, I didn't let her. I was just on JV, but I was playing for the year. And then I broke my thumb playing basketball at lunch. I just love playing sports. And uh, I think when you get to certain situations, filling up your, your time with positive things instead of negative is so important. So if you're not in a practice, what are you going to do from into school to dinner? That's where a lot of kids kind of slip through the cracks and have a lot of issues. And so I was very fortunate to just have a positive activity. And then when, when that sport ended, I was excited for the next sport to start. So it wasn't like I was just grinding for, you know, 10 years, you know, 10 years of my life at age eight, all the way to 18 and one sport. I think that kind of, repetitiveness kind of gets, gets you worn out. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I think, you know, for me, I didn't start wrestling until I was 14. So I think, you know, just that grind of wrestling, I think it kind of helped me, especially going into college because I was still kind of fresh. You know, I wasn't, it wasn't something I had been doing my entire life. So I wasn't really getting tired of it. And also just to speak to your point about just keeping occupied, you know, that was something my mom was huge on in high school. If I wasn't playing a sport, I needed to get a job. You know, it was always something that kind of keep me out of trouble and, you know, just keep me on that right path. But for wrestling, because of my wrestling background, I have to ask you, what initially got you into wrestling and why did you focus on only that sport going into college? Okay, great question. Uh, Kind of a weird answer. (laughs) After the football season, um, I was in I was in ninth grade and our school was actually a middle school. So or I don't know if you junior high or middle. We had ninth grade. So it was seven, eighth and ninth grade. So we'd have to uh, ride our bikes to the high school. And so I was thinking about trying out for basketball, but a kid in my homeroom, his name was Ross, Ross Matthews. He says, you should try wrestling. And so I tell him, I, I don't know anything about wrestling. What's it all about? He said, well, all you need to know is it's tougher than football. And right then I, I thought football was the toughest sport. So I'll take your challenge. I'll put it wrong. So I showed up there and the first practice, we have to run two miles and then we have practice. And so I'm already dead after running the two miles. But I'm stubborn. I won't, I won't let this guy know that uh, it's tougher. So go through the whole entire season. And finally, at the end, uh, I got a most improved little paperweight. And um, I finally admitted to, to him then. I was like, you're right. It, it is way tougher than football. Um, and then I wasn't going to come back. But my dad enjoyed watching me compete. And he said, hey, you started this journey. Just, just keep going. So I continued to wrestle those four years of high school. And then at the end, I thought I was going to be a college football player, but no one had any interest in me playing football. I was tall and skinny. I didn't lift weights or anything yet. And the opportunity I got was for uh, wrestling. And so I picked Cal State Bakersfield because that suited my needs the best. 
And unfortunately, they didn't have a football team, so I couldn't even attempt that dream in college. Um, like if I, I was recruited by Oregon also. So if I would have gone there, maybe I would have tried to sneak on the football field or something. But <laughs> Bakersfield, it was the best thing for me. I just focused on wrestling. And that's one of the life lessons I try to give to people is whatever you're at, whatever your opportunity is, focus on that. Give 100% in that moment. And then other opportunities down the road may present itself. And you, you talk about just being focused in the moment. I went on the Bakersfield website just to look up your record. And I mean, you're the record holder in career wins, pins in a season in a career. You're a 1999 Hodge Trophy winner, which is like the Heisman Trophy for wrestling. And you continued your success in freestyle wrestling, being named U.S. freestyle champion, Pan Am champion, world champion. The list is endless. Looking back on your entire wrestling career, you accomplished so much. And, and along the way, you wrestled against some really tough and well-known time competition. I mean, two-time NCAA champion, Perry McCoy, Ricky Williams, who was a future NFL running back, Brock Lesnar, who was UFC and WWE superstar. So I guess my question is, I mean, out of your entire journey, out of everything that you experienced in wrestling, what was your most memorable moment? I'll probably win the world championships. And uh, not just because I won, but um, my workout partner, and my coach, uh, Daryl Pope, was there with me, and he recruited me out of high school. I was fourth in the state meet, and he just saw the fire that I had. I had no technique in high school. I just would dive in there. I'd be laying on my belly. <laughs> I'd grab the legs. I'd try to build up, carry them, and it was just terrible, but he saw that, that fight inside of me. And so he, he was there in my corner, uh, got to go to Turkey with it, and so just winning it in that moment with him right there, because um, what was it? Five years before I won, he was recruiting me to go to college. And oh, I was wow, really? Fourth in the state to being a world champion in five-year uh, period. And so for him being there in that moment, it was just, it, it just completed that whole journey. So it's pretty cool. And, and that's just an amazing, throughout your journey, I mean, wrestling, it's a tough sport because it is individual and, you know, everything's on you, but you're living proof that how hard you work, I mean, you can, you can achieve any level. You know, it's all about that hard work. You don't have to be naturally you know, the biggest, the, the most talented, the most experienced, if you will, and to put the effort in to work hard every single day, like you said, to stay focused, uh, amazing things can happen. Yeah, I think, uh, and, and I don't mean to get sidetracked right here, but something I was brought up with is that everybody is equal. And in today's society right now, there's a lot of people that have issues. And if you believe everyone is truly equal, then there's no reason why I can't accomplish something. If they can do it, I can do it. And so with that knowledge, it's like when I was in, I think, uh, a sophomore in high school, I joined the basketball conditioning PE workout. And I really wanted to dunk the basketball because everyone wants to dunk the basketball. And so we did all these jumping exercises, right? And by the end of that class, I was able to jump and dunk the basketball. And so I learned right there. It's like, if I want something bad enough, if I had that desire, and then I do the steps, I can accomplish it. Not whether I'm Asian, black, white, Mexican, we're all the same. It's the desire that's different inside of us. And if something's really passionate and you care about something, you can accomplish it if you ask yourself the right questions and you take the right steps. So I know you know the same thing, which is awesome. It's great to, to understand if I want something and I work hard at it, it can happen. Or, or, you know, I can get really close. Like I wanted to be a four-time national champ. I failed. I was only two-time. You know, but that's, that's pretty good. So I think that that mindset is something that I wish other people could understand and then, and then go for it. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, it's, it's all about that mindset. And I remember my first arrest and I finished last place in the city tournament. And I just remember finishing and losing, but I set the goal. It was like that night after the tournament, 
I set the goal. I said, you know, I want to be the best wrestler to ever come out of Arizona. I want to be a state champion. I want to be a national champion. And it was all that mindset. You know, I remember just walking into the practice room after that, just telling myself, I need to be the hardest working guy in this wrestling room. You know, I, I don't know much. I don't know a, a whole lot of the technique, but if I'm the hardest working guy in this room every single day, if I'm pushing to the limit, I'll reach that goal. And it's, it's it really, it's just as simple as that. You know, there's no magic pill to it or, you know, magic formula. It's just all about putting in the time, staying focused and just staying dedicated. And that's, that's how you become unstoppable. Agree hundred percent. Hey everyone. I hope you're enjoying this episode. Before we get back to it, I'd like to take a moment to recognize our sponsor. I believe there's an unstoppable spirit in us all, but sometimes that unstoppable spirit should be stopped at the door. That's why I've partnered with Safe Streets to help stop would-be intruders and porch pirates from ruining your day. Right now, unstoppable listeners can get a free doorbell camera and $100 Visa gift card with new system activation and installation. Let Safe Streets help protect what you value most. Reserve your free doorbell and $100 Visa gift card today. Call 844-980-SAFE or visit safestreets.com slash unstoppable. And also making the right decisions. Uh, some people, they get to college, they're like, oh man, I want to go to these parties. I want to meet girls. And guess what? Five years later, the girls will be there, the parties will be there, but your, your opportunity is not going to be there. It's gone. And so you maximize the time that you had at Arizona State. I maximize the time at Cal State Bakersfield. Would I like to win a couple more matches? Yeah, but I'm satisfied. I, I know I, I put in the time. I know you did the same thing. And so it's really cool to get to talk with someone who thinks just like I do. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's neat. <laughs> oh, it's, it's an honor for me. And, and, and I mean, you're right on. And, and that's something that I think, especially, I mean, high school and college, but I mean, the quicker you could learn that lesson, it, it's, it's more beneficial for you. You know, I, mean, I remember just going through college, my coach sat us down as freshmen. He's like, okay, He's like, when you're going through in college as a college athlete, he said, you have to remember something. You have your school. He says, you have your social life and then you have your sport. He said, you can only be good at two things. One thing is going to have to suffer. He said, so what are you going to focus on? You have to choose now. And I wish I would have heard that back in high school. I did well in high school, but it's like, you know, I think especially kids, you know, growing up and coming up through those younger years, they need to realize that, like you said, you know, friends will always be there. The things will be there, but you only have a small window for certain opportunities. When you're in high school, it's all about focusing on academics, number one. If you're in a sport, that's number two. You know, the, the good friends, they'll be there. You know, the ones that are going to help build you up, they'll be there. But your opportunity won't always be there to set up the rest of your life. 100%. I mean, that's it. Uh, Coach Kerr, for me, he, uh, he had a class, you know, the freshman wrestling, theory of wrestling, he called it. He just said, if you give me five years or four years of your life, we can accomplish a lot. And so I took it serious. And even a lot of my teammates that were the freshmen at that time, they're just like, I wish I would have done what you did. You know, I, I had fun, but I, I didn't, I, I was focused on, on the sport of wrestling. So I'm uh, very thankful to have those people in my ear early to teach me those things. Man, it's like you, you never walk away regretting giving it 100%. You know, win or lose, no matter the outcome, as long as you gave it 100%, you can be proud of it. You know, you can be proud of the outcome. That's something that I always found. And I could always be at peace with the results. I mean, regardless of if they went the way I wanted to or not. Yeah, that's a huge lesson, too, that I've learned is you put in the work. Um, the, the only two things you can really guarantee is your effort and your preparation. The result is going to be the result. Because if you could practice winning, everyone would just practice winning, but you can't. So you have to get prepared in the situations you might be in, uh, master the certain uh, techniques that you need, make sure you can get off bottom, make sure you can get us, you know, right them on top. I mean, there are all these things. You dial those in, and then the result will be the result. You can't control a referee call. In team sports, there's so many other things you can't control, but you can control your, your area. So 
that's one thing I've learned. And whatever that result is, I can sleep good at night because I'm going to give 100% and I'm going to be as prepared as possible. And if I do fall up short, there's data that says, I fell short, I lost. Why did I lose? Let's go back and fix that. So I, I, I really believe in, in data is such a great thing to look at and break down. In sports, you, you win, you lose, there's a score. You can really figure out where you need to work and fix if you're, if you're honest with yourself. And that's, that's why I love sports, man. I love competing and it's fun. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Definitely. We're on that, that same page, that same mentality. <laughs> yeah. And we were talking about just kind of some setbacks and, and losses. And on occasion, whether we are in sports or we're, we're just talking about everyday life, we all face setbacks. You know, we all face those speed bumps and, and those obstacles. And I know you faced an obstacle during the 2000 Olympic trials when, when you fell short of that goal of qualifying for the Sydney Olympics. Can you just talk about how you managed to, to handle that setback? And also, do you have advice for people who might have set a goal for themselves and maybe they find themselves hitting those setbacks or, you know, maybe not being able to reach the goal that they expected to reach? Yeah, so I, I went into the trials. I was very uh, confident. I had lost to, to Kerry McCoy uh, at the U.S. Open. Uh, I think it was like three to two. It was a really close match. He got me. Um, and so I went into the trials. I was in the best shape of my life. I had a good game plan. I was going to attack. The one thing I didn't expect was for him to have his leg lace dialed in. So he used to get the leg lace, and I'd always be able to kick out. And so he tightened that up really well, and I was just unable to stop it. And I learned in that moment, it's like, man, I really should have given him more credit and prepared uh, a little differently. So at the time, I never watched film. I was just, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to kick butt. That was my, <laughs> my whole game plan, which worked for quite a while. But in that moment, I had too much pride. I didn't see the, the hole in my game, which was the bottom position. And he took advantage and he wrestled really well and you got to give him credit. So I was really bummed because I had set that goal and, and, now I'm thinking I got four more years to try again in 2004. Um, but I ended up staying up the entire night and I watched the sun come up the next day. And it's like, the world's going on. I need to go on too. And so I, I set the goal. I was going to get them in 2001. I was going to, you know, fix the problem. And uh, it, did, it didn't work out in 2001, but my life kind of took a different path. But I think the important thing is you are going to have some uh, ups. You're going to have some downs. You can't let the downs define you. It's just a moment in time and then move on from it, accept the data that you got from it and try to fix it. So it doesn't happen again. So emotions are okay for a little while, but you can't live your life through emotions. In my opinion, I think you have to understand what the data is. Yeah, it hurts, but you got to move on because life's moving on. Yeah. I love that. You know, what you said, just about understanding what the data is and moving on and you know, it's one of the things nobody likes the setbacks. I, I hated losing. I, I hate, <laughs> I mean, that would mess up my day. You know, I would just sit there just grouchy, but it's like, you know, it's during those losses where I feel like you have the most opportunity to grow, to improve, you know, and just to get better when you're winning, it's kind of like a repetitive thing. And I think you kind of, you get comfortable, you know, where you're at or with how your preparation is going, you don't really look to expand, to continue that growth. But when you lose, it's like, oh man, you know, I have, I have to rebuild certain things. Where are my weaknesses? And, and it takes more effort. It, it forces you to step outside of your comfort zone. But I feel like that's, that's where the champions are really made, you know, where they're, they force themselves to step out of the comfort zone. And sometimes, unfortunately, it has to be losses. It has to be some setbacks. But if you choose to embrace that and learn from that data, like you said, you become stronger in the end of it. Yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, there's, that's why you look at a guy like Hale Sanderson. It's like, man, how can you stay motivated? <laughs> Beat everyone. You never even lose. That's just crazy. <laughs> 
but um, he found a way to, to still find data through the wins and he was still improving every, all the time and greatest college wrestler of all time. You know, it's just amazing. So um, yeah, I, the losses really helped me. I didn't enjoy them at all, but uh, I can remember each, each and every one of them and all 10 of them. I, I, I mean, those are the matches I remember, not the wins. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same way. I remember my losses as well. And it's funny you mentioned Kale Sanders. I remember, you know, I'm coming out of high school. My last two years, I was 96 and 0. So it was like, you know, I was confident that I could wrestle at the college level. I walk on to Arizona State and I'm thinking, I want to go four years undefeated. That's going to be my goal. First match, I get pinned. Like, well, there goes, <laughs> there, there goes that goal, you know, but it, it uh, forced me to kind of humble myself and rebuild and had a pretty good career. Like you said, you know, I, I can always want to do better. I always want to get some, some better results, but I'm proud of the outcome and how things went and, you know, transition to other things after wrestling. And I know you transitioned as well from wrestling into professional football and into the NFL. How did that transition from college wrestling to playing in the NFL? How did that come about? Well, I always had the desire to play football. We always have people in our life, and I don't know if you've seen the Napoleon Dynamite show, the Uncle Rico's. Yeah, coach would have put me in fourth quarter. We'd have been state champions, no doubt. No doubt in my mind. Mm-hmm. I could have state champ if coach would have <laughs> But I never wanted to look back in my life and say, I, I could have done it. Um, I really wanted to, to go to the Olympics, win the Olympics, and then try to jump into the NFL somehow. I didn't really have a good plan. But I was at a wrestling camp in Edinburgh, Pennsylvania, Bruce Baumgartner's heavyweight camp. And Matt Gaffari, who is a silver medalist uh, right before Rulon, he says, Steve, I know an agent in Cleveland. Maybe he can help you uh, get into football. So we talked to Bruce. He let us out of camp on July 4th. July 5th, I meet this – or July 4th, I meet the agent, Neil Cornrich. Um, he wants to see my athletic ability, so I go to – uh, Columbus, and I'm training with a former Ohio State strength coach. He says, yeah, this guy can move. He has this, the ability to physical tools to play football. And then my agent represents Coach Belichick. Um, so he makes a call, does him a favor. Next thing you know, I'm, I'm working out for the Patriots, and uh, they like what they see. They don't really know what they see because I, 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 in my defensive line, and my offensive line, and my tight end, they have no idea. So they pretty much say, if you can come back next week, we're starting training camp. So if you can pass the conditioning test, we'll let you into camp and we'll see what you can do. So I come back the next week and as a wrestler, conditioning test, I mean, are you kidding me? This <laughs> Got that in the bag. Walk in the park, yeah. <laughs> so I, I pass conditioning test. Um, and right then, there's something that I always do. Is I'll, I think it's really important to understand your strengths and your weaknesses. And so for me, I'm thinking, okay, I have all these strengths. I'm in great condition. I have great uh, balance. I have really good agility. Um, my hands are really good. I can move and, and I have a good feel of people. And then, okay, let's think about my weakness. I don't know how to play football. So that's kind of a big <laughs> weakness. But I was able to show my strengths throughout the course of the training camp. And then after the third game, they said, Steve, we love everything about you, except for you don't know how to play football. And it's like, I, I, I know that as well. But they said, we want to bring it back next year and teach you how to play football. And so I went home. My agent called and said, hey, don't, don't think this is over. They really want to bring it back next year. And, and then he called a week later and said, hey, the Philadelphia Eagles want to put you on the practice squad. Uh, and so um, I was like, That's, that sounds great. So I went to Philadelphia and I learned so much about football. In wrestling, you, have, you warm up, you do some drilling. You, you wrestle live. There's all these tempos, different tempos. Mm-hmm. In football, you have a walkthrough, 
you have uh, shells, they call it. There's full pads. Then there's the game speed. So you're never going 100% in practice because people can get hurt. So I had to learn all these little nuances about football practice and the tempo to, to, to go for. I had no clue. So at 12 weeks, I was with the, uh, the Eagles. I kind of learned quite a bit about football. And then the Patriots wanted me to be on their team for the next year. So they brought me to the active roster to kind of steal me away from the Eagles. And then in that season, the Patriots went on and won the first Super Bowl. So I'm just, I'm this wrestler <laughs> that is just here on the team, not playing, but I'm on the active roster and we win a Super Bowl. So it was just kind of, this is crazy. You know, from one year being a wrestler sitting watching TV, next year I'm on the sidelines of the Super Bowl. It's just crazy, wild journey. And then from then on, it just, it kept Kept getting better and better. I mean, I had some injuries along the way, but I used the time wisely to try to learn football. So uh, for the first three years, I played in one half of a regular season game in which I blew out both my shoulders. Wow. Um, but then after that, I had a few um, few years where I was, I was in there for quite a bit. But injuries in football, just it, it happens, unfortunately. Yeah, some big bodies moving really fast right at each other. It's, I can't imagine. Yeah, 22 guys running around. It's not- <laughs> Collisions are happening. <laughs> yeah, and and just amazing that the story you're just sharing. And I mean, it's just a, another perfect example of you know, sometimes, you know, we, we set a goal for ourselves. We may, we might not reach it, but you know, like you said, the sun comes up, you know, we got to move on. And it's like, here you are wrestling. It's like, okay, you know, I'm going to move on. I'm going to focus on another goal for football. And then you just put everything into the football, you know, in, into getting better. And, and like you said, you know, knowing your strengths and, and your weaknesses and, it sounds like like you, what you really did was you took that time with the Eagles to grow, you know, to, to grow where you need to, to improve where you needed to. And I think oftentimes in life, when we don't reach our goals, you know, or we recognize our weaknesses, we tend to just kind of give up from there. It's like, oh, well, I, I can't, I can't reach my goal because of this, this, or this. I can't do it because of this, this, or this. When really, when you identify those things that you're weak at, when you identify those things that you are holding you back, you don't say, I can't. You ask yourself, how can I, you know, what can I do? to improve here? What can I do to get better, to reach my goal? You know, don't let those things stop you. Ask yourself, how can I prevent these things from stopping me? How can I compensate? How can I grow? And I mean, it just sounded like that's exactly what you did from your story. Yeah. I'm just like you. If there's something that's hard, I want to master it. I want to just keep, I don't run from it. I I attack it, go towards it. Cause then the more you do that, it's, it's easier and easier. And so, um, and, and actually when I was in Philadelphia, I didn't know if I'd be able to play football. I was just on the practice squad. I'm learning, but they get done at three o'clock, four o'clock, and I have the whole rest of the day. And so I'd go into the University of Pennsylvania and I'd go to wrestling practice and I'm over there mm-hmm. wrestling with guys because, hey, I might be a wrestler next year if this doesn't work out. So I was just, everyone has the same amount of hours in the day. It's how you use them. And mm-hmm. in football, um, as a big guy, the offense or defensive line, it's really, I mean, the toughest part is, the fact that your body's getting beat up because of there's so much contact, mm-hmm. um, not something that's so exhausting. Um, so, I mean, I, I wasn't tired after practice. You just go, you do practice and then go to another practice. So just always trying to improve, improve uh, on my, myself. It was uh, what I was doing in, in, in Philadelphia. And if you're not, you, everyone's going to get opportunities in life, whether you're ready or not is up to you. You know, so I think I, my body was ready to go when the football thing presented itself. Because had I been just sitting around for a year or two and then football comes, I wouldn't have been ready. So 
I think always make sure you're ready. And then when the opportunity presents itself, you'll be able to take advantage. I love that. I mean, couldn't agree more with you. And just being around the coaches that you had, legendary coaches like Bill Belichick and, and athletes like Tom Brady, who has an inspiring story of his own. What do you think, you know, just being a part of that, that championship team, the Super Bowl winning teams, what do you think it was that set you guys apart from other teams? You know, what was the, the culture and, and that team mentality like on the Patriots? We did, Coach did a really good job of making it us versus the world. So even if we were the favorites, he would make it seem like, you know, hey, no one thinks you guys can do this. And so we always, every week, he was like, we got to prove these people wrong. And mm-hmm. so there's, there's that kind of culture. But also he, he did such a good job of, of the leaders buying in. So when the leaders buy in and, and they get coached hard, the people that are below, they say, okay, they're, they're accepting this, this harsh coaching. I can accept it too. So I think when you have superstars on your team, you need to treat them just like everyone else. And then everyone else will fall in line. So there's, there's so many things that, that coach Belichick did, you know, he had things walking in and out of the building, put the team first, work hard. When you leave, ignore the noise. I mean, it was just all, all kinds of things to make sure we are in the right mental space. And when the leaders acknowledge that you can fall in right behind them. That's really cool. You mentioned that us against the world kind of mentality. That's something that kind of helped me in wrestling practice sometimes. I just remember thinking, Hey, if, if I give up, if I fall short, if I kind of slack off today, I'm proving the people who doubted me, right. You know, the people who don't think I, I, I belong in this wrestling room, I'm proving them right. You know, and I was just watching that last dance with Michael Jordan and oh, yeah. you know, just his mentality, man. I mean, he would just, he would create things. Maybe, you know, an opponent would say that he didn't really say, or just certain things to fire him up, whatever you need to do to get, get that mental, that mental game strong, you know, that mindset to where you're locked into what you're doing and you're fully committed. You got to go for it. You got to create those, those things to where you're, you're winning the match in your mind before you're winning the match in life. Yeah. hundred percent. I, I, I enjoy that Michael Jordan documentary too. And I've been watching all of them, Michael Vick and Lance Armstrong, all these things. It's been fun. Uh, this time getting to watch those things. Yeah. Just hearing all about those champions and their, their championship mindsets and their mentalities and their preparations. And I think we all have our own, our own lessons that we bring away from the sport. You know, the things that we learn, whether it's, it's football, wrestling, basketball, whatever, it, it kind of teaches you certain things. And, and a lot of times you can kind of transition those lessons to life. So are there any lessons that you took away from your experiences in wrestling and in playing football that you were able to apply to your everyday life? Um, that's a good question. Um, so right now I, I'm retired, so I don't have a job. I, I have three kids, so I'm really involved with them. I don't really have a ton of, uh, goals kind of left for me. I want to be the best father, uh, best coach I can be for them. So I, I, I think I really want to give them as much information that I have, but it's kind of hard as a parent because your dad, you know, so, um, during this time we of lockdown we uh, my wife got on a meal plan and we started running the kids six days a week and so I'm like hey I'm not dad out here I'm coach so just really trying to get them to understand the things we've already talked about if something's hard for you do it more because then you're going to master it and it won't be hard anymore you know so if you avoid all the weaknesses you're never going to make them strengths and so just little things like that just trying to get them to understand um, that talking about, you know, a work bank, the more work you put in there, when you need to pull from it, you got plenty of reserves, but if you never put work in and you never store it up, you're going to run out of gas. And at the worst time when everyone's watching. So I, I'm 
much rather be exhausted in practice and have all my teammates see me just laying down like a wet noodle than to be out there in the third period of any match and just break, you know? So just, just these kind of things trying to pass on to the kids. Awesome. I love it. Man, it sounds like you're just, you're an amazing dad. And I mean, you've been an amazing football player, wrestler, just all around. You, you just push yourself to the limit, you know, to, to, to expect the best out of yourself, to give the best of yourself. And, um, you know, one of the things we, we've been talking about is just, just preparation, you know, hard work and, and preparation. So, I mean, in your opinion, just preparation, like how important of a role did that play in, in your journey? Because, I mean, you went from just, you know, from wrestling, you went into football, you're prepared for that, you know, you're training. And then, you know, you had that, the off time from the Patriots to the Eagles and you're preparing during that time as well. So how important do you think just preparation in general is to your story and just to, to everybody who is trying to excel and exceed in this life? I think preparation is, is really key. Like I said, I think effort and preparation are the two things you can't control. And um, I didn't realize how important preparation was mentally until I got to New England. Because in football, you have to prepare like crazy because mm. you watch all the film and they have all these interns break it down. So from on third down, 45% of the time and third two to five, they're in this formation. 25% of the time they're in this formation. And then 50% of that 25%, they're going to bring this blitz off this side. So, I mean, it's, it's mm. broken down so much and it's, you're, you're in there studying and you know what to expect. And, and if you don't, I mean, you're just setting yourself up to fail because you're just out there. What are they going to do? I don't know, <laughs> but you, you could know if you broke it down. So uh, I think preparation is very, very important. And, and I think preparation every day you go, you go into practice. Are you going in there just to sweat or are you going to work on something? Um, if I'm wrestling a guy and I can double leg him every single time, why should I do it? I want to, I want to hit a high crotch on him. Okay. Now I can hit a high crotch and a double. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to hit a swing single. Always be prepared. Every single person you're wrestling, have a plan. Okay. It's hard to hit this shot on him. I'm going to work on that today. Cause a lot of times you take the easy way out and then you don't really improve. You're just kind of in there sweating. And I think that's one thing. I, I see in, in wrestling rooms or I'm going there a little bit and people can just they use their, their strengths instead of working on the stuff that is maybe not as strong. And once you get a whole collection of moves, you're really dangerous. Continue to build and get the most out of the, the moment you're in. Right. I mean, that's, that's all you can do. hundred <laughs> percent. So I, I asked you this question about wrestling, but I, I want to ask you about football as well. What, what was your most memorable moment while playing football? Oh man, it's, it was the first game I ever started. Uh, we're playing green Bay. And like I said, by halftime, I torn both my shoulders. Um, but I'm in the huddle and I'm looking around all my teammates and I'm thinking, man, I don't know if I belong. I'm a wrestler. I don't know if I belong out here and just looking around at all my teammates and they're all accepting me. And, 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 you know, as a wrestler, when you, you can look at someone and you can know what they're thinking, mm-hmm. like you're warming up and you're like, Oh, this guy, he knows he's in trouble or whatever it may be. So I'm looking around, I can read people pretty well and they just all had nothing but confidence in me. And that, that, that was when I felt like, you know what, I actually can do this. Um, I mean, I, I thought I could, but there's always, there's always doubts. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know what, I, I belong out here. And then played pretty good for almost a half <laughs> until I got uh, hurt. But, um, but yeah, that, that, that was probably the moment for me that it just meant so much that like, I'm here, I belong. This is, this is, this is going to work out. That's really cool. Well, Mr. Neal, I know you're a busy guy and you, you got to go back to, to being coach for your kids. So uh, if it's okay with you, I know we're winding down in time. I'd like to ask you about four more questions. I call them the short time questions. Is that okay? Got it. Got it. 
All right. So first question is, what's your favorite book or movie? Oh, shoot. I, I, I got one of the movies I really like watching is, is Hoosiers because uh, small town basketball team, they go out there and they, they accomplish something big. And, and that us versus the world, you know, I went to Cal State Bakersfield, small little school, and we went out there and did it. But I want to I mention a book, too, um, because it has a tie to you. So this book right here, The Conquest of New Spain, is something I read in college. Hmm. And uh, uh, Cortez comes over and he's trying to take out uh, Montezuma. He's trying to wipe out the Indians. And there's a scene in there, or a, a, a few pages in there, where they describe there's a kind of a mutiny. And so he takes those guys out, and then he gets all his, his guys that are going to be on this slow conquest brings the ships up on to the shore and burns them. And he says, listen, there's no going back. There's only one way out of here and it's forward. And I love that part because, and I've shared this with a lot of people when I'm teaching my double leg, it's like, you can't go in there with the exit plan. Your only exit plan is to go through them. And I use you as an example. Every time you shot, there's no plan B. I'm getting <laughs> the leg and I'm getting on top and I'm going to turn you. And so that I just love that part. And that's so motivational to me. It's like this, there's one plan I'm getting it. And, and, and you are a perfect example. Whenever I watch you wrestle, it's like, man, he's not, there's no plan B. He's going to get that leg <laughs> and get on top. And he's going to hurt you. So I just want to share that with you. <laughs> uh, I'm, um, it's, I'm on it. That means a lot coming from me. You're, you're exactly right, man. As soon as I took that shot, I was like, there's, there's no going back. You know, I, I got to finish this thing. I, I can't get back up. You know, once I'm in, I'm in. It's 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 all in from that point on. So it's, I'm honored. <laughs> Burning the ships, and I, yeah. I share that with everyone when I'm when teaching them because so many times are uh, I don't want to go all the way. Burn them ships. There's no plan B. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> this next question here: If you could give your your younger self any advice, what would it be? Uh, the advice I'd give is is uh, preparation. Mental preparation is so important. Um, like I said, in wrestling, I didn't really, the only plan I went in there with is I'm going to kick your butt. I'm going to hit all my moves. And I didn't, I don't want to say didn't respect my opponent as much, but had I known a little bit more about my opponent and kind of uh, watched film, all those kind of things, I think it might've given, given me a better chance in some of the matches. Great answer. Next question here. Is there a motivational quote or phrase that keeps you going when times are tough? Yeah. Something that, uh, my coach coach Pope put into my head is you can only achieve what you believe you don't go to the national tournament and not thinking you can win it you know and if you do you're probably not going to win it at all but because I doubt there's anyone who's ever won it that said I don't think I can win so if you don't believe something's going to happen it's probably not going to happen so no matter how crazy it is you got to believe it and then you got a chance that you can achieve it absolutely right and final question what does unstoppable mean to you I think unstoppable is a, a lifestyle because you can't just be unstoppable when you're competing. It's when you train every day. It's the way you take care of your body. It's the sleep that you get. Unstoppable is just a, is just a mindset and a way of life, I would think. Um, not accepting failure, reading the data, being honest with yourself, and going and making a difference and having a different outcome. So I would just think, yeah, sometimes you might get slowed up, but you're not getting stopped. And uh, you have that mindset, you can do anything in life. It's just, just like, you know. I love that. Slowed up, but not getting stopped. That's awesome right there. Well, Mr. Neal, thank you so much for your time and just, you know, just sharing some of your story with me and, and talking about preparation. It was a real honor talking with you. I really appreciate it. 
It's great talking with you, a like-minded person. I really had a good time. So thank you and good luck to you guys. Thank you very much. You have a good day. All right, see you, Anthony. Have a good one. It was such a pleasure getting to talk with Stephen Neal and hear about his accomplishments in wrestling and professional football. Not many athletes can say that they were an NCAA wrestling champion and a Super Bowl champion. That's crazy. One of the things that really struck me from listening to Stephen share some of his story was the way he views losses and setbacks. At some point, we all have to deal with setbacks or falling short of our goal. And I think it's easy to get caught up in those moments when things don't go our way, to allow the dark cloud to sit above us, to dwell on the loss. During those times, we have to remember what Stephen said. You can't let the downs define you. It's just a moment in time. Learn from it and move forward. Had Stephen allowed himself to dwell on the loss of the Olympic trials, he might not have had the opportunity to move forward and pursue another goal of playing football in the NFL. Don't waste your time focusing on what never was or what could have been. Instead, learn from the experience and focus on what's next. What's the next opportunity? What's the next goal? That's it for today, guys. This is Anthony Robles. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, please feel free to share with your family and friends. And if you could take a second to leave a positive review on whatever platform you're listening on, I would greatly appreciate your support. Feel free to reach out to me on Facebook and Instagram at The Unstoppable Podcast or email me at theunstoppablepodcast at gmail.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Safe Streets, the leader in smart home security and automation and America's only ADT authorized provider. Safe Streets will help protect what you value most. Talk to an expert and get a free quote today. Call 844-980-SAFE. That's 844-980-7233. The Unstoppable Podcast is a production of Anthony Robles Enterprises, LLC, in partnership with a really good home podcast. As always, I'd like to thank my sound editor, Laura Batista, my studio producer, Ben Wilkins, producer, Katie Pulatunov, and my senior producer, Andy Frazier. Special thanks this episode to Fox Searchlight for use of the Napoleon Dynamite clip of John Grise as Uncle Rico. We'd also like to thank the National Wrestling Hall of Fame and Museum for the ESPN footage of Stephen Neal's NCAA Finals that they posted to YouTube. And a special thank you to my friend in wrestling, Jack Clark, for connecting me with Stephen Neal for this episode. I'm Anthony Robles, signing off. Take care, everyone, and remember, be unstoppable.